Bonjour, mes amis. In the heart of your busy day, find a moment of peace and pleasure at La Madeleine. Imagine a cozy corner of France just for you. Whether you choose to relax by the warm glow of the fireplace or indulge in the art of French conversation on the patio, La Madeleine offers the perfect escape. And now, for a limited time, enjoy La Madeleine's Douai Magnifique for just $9.99. That's a melted-to-perfect four-cheese grilled cheese sandwich paired with a cup of their famous tomato basil soup. It's the quintessential pairing, just right for the season. At La Madeleine, they cherish the French tradition of fresh cuisine, crafted with ingredients and recipes that have been lovingly passed down through generations. It's not just a meal, it's an experience. A little piece of France you can call your own. Find your local La Madeleine at lamadeleine.com. Escape the ordinary. Savor the Douai Magnifique. Visit lamadeleine.com today. Bon appétit. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. An intellectual carrot, the mind boggles. You see? You see? Your stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid! Earth has had Santa Claus long enough. We will bring him to Mars. I've been afraid a lot of times in my life. But I didn't know the real meaning of fear until... until I had kissed Becky. One thing will be clear. It's not for man to interfere in the ways of God. It's alive! Oh, it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Earth vs. Soup, episode 122. I'm Aaron Pollier. I'm Darlene. We are talking about Invasion of the Saucermen from 1957. It's a movie that I have never seen, but I've owned the movie poster for for decades because the movie poster itself is a brilliant piece of 1950s science fiction kitsch. It kind of contains everything that is stereotypical about um a 1950s science fiction movie poster it has big-eyed green aliens clutching at a woman menacingly there's you know action suspense in it and this movie the aliens are actually very accurate to what the movie poster shows which is surprisingly surprising because that's usually not the case but everything else about the movie poster is wrong (laughs) but i love it like the movie poster is is brilliant because of that now i have never seen it i think it's ironic that i've never seen it because i've owned the movie poster for that long but do you remember ever seeing it before darlene not really okay doesn't mean i didn't but it it obviously did not stick now this movie you said you were looking up it was released in 1957 like we said june 19th 1957 with a double feature of I Was a Teenage Werewolf. Yes. And we have not done I Was a Teenage Werewolf, but that's probably one that we should do. Um, it was known by many different titles across across the planet. 
like, I like invasion the, of the green green monsters out of Mexico, but uh, yeah. in in UK it was uh, hell creatures. Hell creatures invasion of the hell creatures. No, just hell creatures. Oh, it's just hell just creatures? hell creatures. Yeah, it's sixty nine minutes long. Yeah, sixty nine. Nice. It's, um, <laughs> it was a short story, the Cosmic Frame. Yes. By Paul W. Fairman in nineteen fifty five. Yes. Are you going to just keep saying yes? I, yes, I am. Okay, because I'm agreeing with everything <laughs> that you've said. It's, yeah. And I, I joke about this one. It said that it was 98% of the film was on studio soundstage. And I'm like, well, the other two must be the... It's stock footage of a cow. It's a stock footage of the cow. No, no, no. Stock footage of the cow and stock footage of a couple shots of cars driving. That's it. That's it. Um, this movie is tongue-in-cheek. Which, to me, is surprising because it was originally intended to be a serious alien invasion movie. Especially if you listen to what the um, special effects person had said. Yeah, but they thought these aliens looked goofy. And I was like, um, there's one shot, and we'll talk about it when we go through the plot, where I thought the alien was incredibly effective. Very effective as a special effect. It would have been incredible. Correct, correct. If of a, a monster, it was really good, very good. And you know, if if they, I know we're talking about things that we change even before we get into the plot. If they didn't show the aliens very clearly all the way up until the end, or never through this movie, holy crap! Because just their silhouettes, I thought their silhouettes were actually effective. When we see them kind of in the shadows, they're creepy. Okay, so anyway, this movie's done tongue-in-cheek, and the whole point, well, the whole way they do it is through a corny credit sequence at the beginning, and then the soundtrack to the movie is then, silly music, and then some of the narration is silly. And at the end, the silly. There's a little bit of silly. With but if you if you took out that narration... In credits. If you took out that narration, if you took out the credits and just replace it with like black background and white text. And you change the soundtrack into serious music. It's a serious movie. Does except it, for the cow, except for the cow. But I think the cow is actually, it actually does work in the movie, which is weird. I, I know we haven't even gotten into the plot, but the cow is one of the best parts of this movie. And the farmer and the farmer. It, it, it's, and it's we strange. were going to talk about the, Art the actors, and he's one of the actors I was going to talk Ray about. Raymond Hatton as Farmer Larkin. Yes, because he's he's from eighteen eighty six or eighty seven was when he was born, mm-hmm. and he did filmologies since like nineteen. 19- his film, his film, filmology <laughs> is all the way back from nineteen oh six, and it's over five hundred films. So the guy was well, well, traveled. but most of them are silent um so the one person that people would recognize from this film that have watched other 1950s or 60s science fiction there isn't a lot of actual crossover there's some but um frank gorshin plays joe Grun in this movie and you may recognize frank gorshin as being the riddler from the original batman tv series with adam west um i love him in that i love the old batman tv series because it is corny. It is dumb. It's supposed to be a comic book. I love it. And it and, comes off as a comic book. And I love Frank Gorshin as the Riddler in it. 
he's fantastic. And is he good in this movie? No, not really. But he is a good actor. Now, the actress, the main character actress, she died not too young. She died fairly young. Of cancer. Of cancer. Uh, Her name was Gloria Castillo playing Joan Hayden. And then Stephen Terrell, who plays her boyfriend, Johnny Carter, he died very young as well from brain surgery, like during a brain surgery. So, wow, like that's... A cursed film? (laughs) No, I'm not going to say it's a cursed film. Can't be because uh, uh, Farmer Larkin lives until (laughs) the guy that plays Farmer Larkins lives to 86, 87 years old. Yeah, in in the, uh, what, 60s, late 60s, early 70s? It It was impressive. But there aren't a lot of people in this that you may recognize from other films. Ed Nelson, Ed Nelson is Tom. He he's he's like a very very minor part but ed nelson has been in a lot of things he was in like the police academy films murder she wrote um charlie's angels like a couple parts in that but anyway you you might recognize him but let's let's get into the plot and then we're going to talk about like what works because believe it or not i liked this movie this movie I, i didn't know what to expect in this movie besides goofy looking aliens And then I was shocked at the fact that the aliens were actually kind of effective with the way they were used. I should also make sure they know that this film was remade from black and white to colored. And uh, that film is the eye creatures. Okay, because eyes are... So if you go to watching that, do realize you're watching a remake. And we will not do that one. Yeah, we're not going to do that. So the movie opens with credits that are like a book of drawings and it's Darlene describes it as very Disney like. I do not. The music I said was oh, Disney yeah, yeah. not like. Um but they're like cutesy little comic drawings of aliens invading and like And if you dealt with the 1940s Disney that would be the cartoon and writing. The book of says Disney. it's based on a true story, which obviously the the book that they're flipping through for the credits. Yeah, it says it's a true story. Um, the closest thing that I can think of that might be connected to this is the Hopskinville Goblins. But, again... That see, would be a funny movie to see, do. See, I would like to see a movie done of that. Because then you have like the, the cabin in the woods being attacked by aliens that don't care that they're being shot at. They just kind of float around when they're shot. And then they giggle and try to peek through windows. Look up the Hopkinsville Goblin sometime, folks. See, I, I, I've read way too many weird things, but as the fact that Darlene knows about the Hopkinsville Goblins says that it actually is a pretty cool story. Uh, Aaron, it's I'm the, your wife. It's where the term Little Green Men comes from. That that UFO sighting. that The Hopkinsville Goblins. Little Green Men stems from that. Anyway... We're introduced to an old man who lives in a small home on the outskirts of Hicksville. And this is the thing that they're trying to force this corny crap on us with this narration. And because the narrator is like, yes, I know what, how that sounds. It really is called Hicksville. Do we see Hicksville anywhere else in the film? No. no. Okay. This is Farmer Larkin. Farmer Larkin is fantastic because he has had enough of kids and their goddamn rock and roll. You would too if they <laughs> damn well got were always smooching off on your dog on okay. property and getting your cow drunk. Okay, so the thing that we're led to believe 
through a few of the scenes here is that yes, Hicksville is Hicksville. There is nothing for teenagers to do except get drunk and screw on, on Farmer Larkin's farm. Which they don't call it Lover's Lane. Ne- neither, uh, make you, out point. You called it Make Up Point. I called it Lover's Lane. And, and there's, there's a lot of cars there. there. Are, it is dogging a, central. You, that's, you that's might a, as well just get a hotel room and have an orgy. There's a dozen cars out there with people just making out. And it's supposed to be funny, but I'm a little concerned. <laughs> I, I'm creeped out, especially when I couldn't tell which one was what. And they kept on throwing these beer cans at this cow. Okay, so there's a cow out there. All right. Yeah, we're, we're just going to go into it. Well, first thing I wanted them to tell is this all takes place during one night. All right. But but the first thing that we see is that we're introduced to two characters that are that are Art and I don't know what the hell his name is. Art and Joe, which Artie. is played by Frank Gorshin. And they're, they both moved to Hicksville like a month and a half ago for some reason. And they're both salesmen. Are are they? Well, you kept on calling them I salesmen. I call them salesmen because they, that's what they kind of seem like. I, they might have said that once, but it's never really clear that that's what they are. I just called Joe the drunk all Joe's the way drunk. through my nunk. Because he's really sloppily flirting with a waitress. I mean, and that lad... Like, uh, looking down her if, blouse if he, and everything. This is 1957, If he too. did that, to, even in the 80s, with a female at a, a He would have gotten slapped. He would have... That water would have went all over him. This is 1957. There is some... While they're trying to play it up for laughs... There is some really kind of kinky things that are going on in this film on screen. Like weird. He takes the 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 card that she gives him for how much she, he owes, and he goes, "Oh, I see the address of where I need to go next." Oh, I can't see it because I don't have my glasses on. Can Can you read this for me? And he like holds it away from her, so she has to lean over, and he's just like glaring down her blouse. And I'm like, "Oh, Ugh. you you scumbag!" That's just ugh. Well, anyway, there he leaves, and he ends up seeing a flying saucer landing and he decides that he's going to go out and investigate okay fair enough back in town i guess the kids before they're going out to make out point with their girlfriends the guys are hanging around the police station and the reason is because remember they have cops coming in and out oh because remember joan our heroine for this movie her father is a lawyer yeah district attorney or something like that and he just hangs out at the freaking cop shop Anyway, they all witness a, what seems to be a nuclear blast because this is not lightning. It is not a meteor. This is the closest equivalent I can say, including how bleached out they make that shot, like how bright overexposed this blast they do. is that this is a nuclear blast do. or it is a Chelblensk or, or Tunguska they, type event that has happened. Because they kind of do that though with the lightning too not really the lightning's quick flashes pop 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 but there's no explosion right there's no explosion and the kids are just like wow that's some lightning 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They, they do. The lightning's a little kind of long, but it's nothing like that first shot. That first shot's crazy. So the cops come out and they're like, oh, wow, that's a little weird. I guess it's, uh, I guess it's a storm coming in. But anyway, we are introduced to Johnny and Joan. Johnny and Joan are dating, and she has her own car, which I thought was kind of cool. Of course, she doesn't actually understand her car, and that comes that has a problem later on. At least they hold to that. Like it's a new car. She, her daddy bought it for her. I guess they call it Elvis. Yeah, because it rocks and rolls. It rocks and rolls. I guess it has weird shocks. Why is it rocking and rolling? Because they take it out to Lover's Point. All the time. <laughs> God. God. Oh, and oh. there's some wording in this this thing of dialogue that you make you go, what? I'm holding my head in my hands, folks. Um, like, she talks about being married, and then she's, but they, they, they're just. Anyway, anyway, they decide, hey, what are we going to do tonight? I don't know what we do every night, Pinky. Go out to Lover's Lane and neck and drink. So they go out to Lover's Lane and neck and drink. And the thing is this is where we're introduced to the star of the goddamn film farmer larkin's cow and i forget the damn name of the cow darling did you write down the damn name of the cow no but the, the even the kids know the name of the cow this cow is infamous in hicksville this cow hangs out at lovers the lovers lane the makeout point because there's a dozen cars out there with couples in it making out in the dark drinking beer and feed drinking giving the cow cow beer beer. okay now they're throwing empties out now animals can do that because they had a in world war ii they had a bear that they let let smoke and Yeah, yeah 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 drink and it would actually carry ammo yeah it would carry ammo around but anyway that this cow is either stock footage when there is nobody in the shot or it is a stuffed cow's head that comes into cars. Regardless, we are we are we are informed that kids give this cow beer all the time um, to the point where he is drunk. Correction: There is where Farmer Larkin is with a cow, and that is a real cow. That is a Burmese. Or- yes, but that is also stock footage because that's not the actor. That's just a stock footage of a, of a farmer with a cow. And then there's the attack. Well, anyway, yeah, that, that but that's just cut. That's that's well cut. That's still all stock footage or a stuffed head. Anyway, we'll get to that. Scene. They go between two different to three different types of cows. I'm trying to say that they keep throwing beer cans out. The cow is drunk all the time and it pissing off Farmer Larkin <laughs> because his cow is shit faced. His bull is shit-faced all the time and falling over drunk because the kids keep giving him huge amounts of beer. They said he drank like a keg one night. Like that, okay, holy shit. Farmer Larkin, I feel for you, sir. 
I understand why you've had it with these kids in their rock. And, and they're roll. probably running over his doggone crops, too. Yeah. But I mean, they okay, so it's not just Joan and Johnny, Johnny that are and giving, Joan. giving this cow beer. It's no, it's everybody about 12, there. It's 12 everybody cars there. of them. So this cow is going around and nosing into cars where kids are making out and have their clothes half off, begging for beer. <laughs> and... Orson Welles clap like who wrote that but that's fantastic because that is so ludicrous and I love it so much <laughs> it is the funniest thing I think I've seen in one of these films in a long time because you know what little small town America having a crazy farmer and the kids are just trying to to screw with him a little bit by giving his cow beer and making it an alcoholic Hey, it's better than doing cow tipping. I know, or, or running out to the gates of Area 51 and screaming about what, what the hell did you bastards do with my cows? We heard that story when we were out, <laughs> out in Rachel, Nevada. Anyway, I'm going to spend way too much time with this goddamn cow. Um, Especially since aliens and cows and your our trip to through Canada on the snow train yeah, messed yeah, yeah. with the kids' mind because you had <laughs> cattle mutilation books. pictures of cute <laughs> <laughs> books on cattle mutilations. See, I read weird things. I know a lot about the UFO experience and I've, and I've already kids, talked about the kids were like five to eight years they old kept and screaming in my ear. So, and they're like, that's too weird. That's, that's a little <laughs> that's too, too weird. weird. Uh, Those two are weird. Yeah. So then they left us alone. Um, so we, we, we just have this whole scene with this cow. Then we go back to the guy that's drunk. He went out to the saucer. He freaks out because I guess he sees the saucer, but he doesn't see any aliens. And he drives off. I have the cow getting involved more with beer. Um, the, 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 I think it's Joe. Joe Frank Gorshin in this. He ends up, let's see here. He comes in, he comes in to talk to his partner, Art. And he, he, he calls in, he calls in, right? Or is it, no, he actually goes back to the apartment the first time. The first time, he's yes, like, he's back Dude, to... I've seen a saucer and I need you to go out there with me to grab it. Art's like, screw off, dude. No, he's a, he's asleep. So yeah, all he does is turn off. around. Yeah, screw off, and go. Dude. Screw off. Now. Do realize that Art le left him totally drunk as he drove off in his car now and art walked home to his the the u.s uh u.s air force now gets involved and they're looking into at, into this saucer after hearing these teens talk about saucers outside of the um the police station so the u.s air force officers in their jeep almost hit johnny and joan as they leave lover's lane because johnny and joan are not driving with their lights on okay this is where we have a fantastic scene because there's lightning. They're driving without their lights on and an alien runs out across the road. Now for 1957, this looked good. This looked good enough that I rewound it and showed it to you again. I'm like, watch this because the alien is silhouetted against like a flash of light and, and, they don't really see him because their lights are off, but it's the but flash of lightning. But you do see the big head. But you see this big head, and it obviously does not look human. And they hit it. 
and it is a very well done scene. It is very well done. And both of them climb out and they see yep. that they ran over a green a green man with a huge head. Yeah. And this comes the creepy part though. And I wrote down this is honestly well done and creepy. They decide to leave the alien because they're like, "Oh my god, we just ran over a person." And this is this is where I go, darling, we're going to have to discuss this on our review. I want to get to that. This, Why don't this you get point. to the, before you argue that, let's get to the part where he's arguing with the police. Well, about yeah, this. we will. So they decide to leave the alien, but the alien has a severed hand and the severed hand grabs one of the aliens eyes, like one of its own eyes, the severed hand. So it I didn't see. realize that. Yeah. It has, a, it, it has an punctures eye. with three needle fingers. Yeah. It punctures the kid's tire. With three needles from coming out of his fingernails. Yes. And it's just the hand. So you have the thing there. Well, yeah, you have, you have the you have thing. So, yes, it grabs an eyeball, bursts the tire. Teens decide to go talk to um, Farmer Larkin. They just walk into the guy's house when he doesn't answer the door. Farmer Larkin, who has had enough of these kids and their rock and roll, you decide to walk into his house when every time that we have seen Farmer Larkin so far in this movie. He's been an angry old man. He's been an angry old man wielding a shotgun. Yes. So, But they they went to directly to his phone to try to call the police. Yes. Because they have a flat tire. They've hit something. They call the cops. The cops do not believe them. Do not believe them. Because and they're thinks it's And thinks it's a prank. Which is something that's common in this time. So now they go wandering through his house trying to like light candles because power goes out. And then Farmer Larkin comes in in another really cool shot. Like, well, lightning behind him, lightning and then a snap pan across the set. And he he swings open the door and is pissed. He's pissed off and he's holding a shotgun. God damn, kids. (laughs) What are you doing in my house? Hmm. Anyway, um, he does not have a hick accent, though. Yeah, not really. But uh, we end up having we end up having the kids getting chased off. John and jo- uh, Johnny and Joan. Uh, the drunk salesman gets back into his car while an alien looks on. See, we're already seeing the aliens a little bit. When I when I said these aliens are really good, it's when we're not really seeing them creep uh, well. It's when they're in silhouette. We kind of see that they're very clearly not human. In between the fake bushes. But that works. It's when we see the aliens fairly. The fake trees weren't working for me. It's when we see the aliens fairly clearly that they look goofy. And so I'm saying, like, your best bet would have been to keep them in shadows as much as possible. But they they did not. So uh, now... Joe goes to the farmer's house where he calls Art. Oh, you're missing a part. Am I? Yes, because the kids come back to their car and there's an alien that is drilling or pounding on their fender. The next scene is that. See, oh, this shit. is this is that the ongoing joke is Darlene thinks I miss a scene, and then it's literally the next scene that I'm gonna talk about afterwards. So Well, I got a lot of messy notes back here. So Art he tells Art to get everything out of the fridge because he's bringing home an alien corpse and he needs to keep it on ice. So then the next scene is the kids going to their car and finding the alien, attacking it with a jackhammer for some reason. 
a small jackhammer, but it's making dents in the car. Yes. The wonderful Fender, you know, those 1950 Fenders. So the Air Force is now at the saucer. They've found it, and they're ordering the occupants to come out via megaphone, and then they end up firing a rifle at it, and it just kind of bounces off. Um, the guy who's in charge orders torches to then cut through the saucer. Now I'm going to skip a couple scenes and deal with all the saucer stuff here. Okay. They then show a shot of the Air Force mechanics, I guess, ground crews, working on the saucer in the middle of the forest with blow torches, and they are clearly working on corrugated aluminum. Yeah, it's definitely... Corrugated aluminum. And they set the saucer on fire, and it explodes in a blinding flash of light that I then said, and they only find the shadows of the people nearby later. No one's hurt, by the way. And, and, and this light is seen all the way back to the police station and the police station the police the police have talked to the military and was told it's it's bright enough to be seen inside with you know indoor lighting on like it it's so bright and you're like okay everyone's everyone's burned up nope if you were looking in that direction you would be going to the hospital because you couldn't see. It's another nuclear blast. <laughs> no one no one is hurt. No one's hurt. And this is my point of what's wrong with the end of the movies, how they kill the... Yeah, they do kill the aliens, though, so we're, we'll get to that. Um, the cops end up bringing the kids in, and they're going to arrest Johnny for reckless driving and possible murder. Uh, manslaughter. Manslaughter. And it's because they smell liquor on Johnny's breath. Well, this was something that even the the farmer says, you guys smell like alcohol. Yes. And he didn't say, he said alcohol. He didn't say booze because beer smells differently from vodka. But they've been drinking. Like, okay, maybe not. I don't think he I don't think Johnny has been drinking. You're right. I don't think he has. Everybody else in this movie drinks like beer or liquor or whatever, but they're going to arrest him for drunk driving manslaughter at the very least, or, or, or reckless endangerment, you know, whatever. Reckless because he's not running around and then with no lights. reckless driving as well, because he's, he's admitted to running around with no lights as you, as you said, and then, that... then fleeing the scene of a crime. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But they didn't, they couldn't get them on that one because they did call from, that would have got thrown out. That would have gotten thrown out. But the cop ends up typing up like a confession and he's like, I'm not going to sign this. And the cop's like, you have already admitted to me that you drove around with with no lights on and that you hit a person. And he's like, I hit a, a little green man with a huge head. Uh, and, and she calls it a monster. Yeah. And the cop is, is like, You're, and, you goddamn kids, shut your mouths. You hit a person. And I know you hit a person because... And this is where we're going to discuss the 
that would be even considered a person to us today. Yes. But I don't know if. Okay. So, yeah, this is at the point where I pause the movie. I go, darling, we're going to have to talk about this. If, if, well, okay. In this movie, Johnny hits an alien and kills it. Theoretically, because the hand is still running around, but the body's dead. I think the hand has limited agency anyway. But it's he, still alive at the end. No, it isn't. Well, they vaporize it. They vaporize it, but when they get Artie out there with his camera, yeah, it's still it's it's there, but I don't think it's sentient. I think it's more like these aliens have enough like it's like cutting 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 a flatworm in half or something that both the halves can kind of move around on their own and and and, and grow back. It's probably something like that, okay? But Johnny hit an alien and killed it. The alien is clearly sentient. These aliens are sentient, or at least technologically advanced. And they make the weirdest noise. Things like that, yeah. But they're clearly tool users, sentient. They plan. And they have a spaceship, so they're far more advanced than we are. So is Johnny technically guilty of... of murder murder i don't know murder but manslaughter yes or yeah at the very least like yeah but today i can't even say if that would be in court for that either because there's people that can't kill dolphins but dolphins aren't legally recognized as being people so would you legally recognize an alien it's an alien from, from another planet as a as a person is it are they sentient? Are they tool users? Are they planning? Are they self-aware? Yes. Yes. So like, you killed a, a, a dolphin. Are yeah. they sentient? So did you clear commit? Well, make, I'm not the lawmakers, Darlene. You, 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 That's what I'm saying is how could we, the debate on this one is it would. I think the, if, if dolphins were on the land and, and smart enough to instill smart that way, they'd probably be fire users anyway. They'd be, they're tool users as it is, but they'd likely be seen as people in some way. They just went back to the ocean. They're like, screw this shit. That These, sun was hot. Those, those crazy monkeys are going to kill us all. That's probably what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we thought, boy, Johnny really has killed somebody. But anyway, the, um, the cops end up bringing in our, uh, Joe's body because they find Joe dead in the bushes nearby. Um, His Joe car is, is his, his car is right there anyway, right? And they say, look, Johnny and Joan, you hit this guy. This guy that's been in town for a month and a half. He's dead. Look at what you did. And Johnny's like, oh, my God, I did not do that. I hit a little guy that's like a little green man. That was only four foot. She even screams yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this guy was dead in the bushes right next to the car. And here's the thing. They turn to each other. Johnny and Joan are like, those bastard aliens, they jacked up my car in the back to make it look like we ran into each other and that I killed him. But what I think was going on was that, um, what's his name? Joe? I think Joe was it got the alien out from underneath the tires of... Maybe. This, and was putting it in the trunk Maybe. and got caught. Maybe. I don't know. But the, the only reason because he had the body out of the, he had the alien body out from underneath. Did he? The whole thing? I believe so. Well, I think the aliens might have just dragged the body back. I don't know. I don't think there's no reason why they because that's put where the body it in the trunk was of the car. 
was when they attacked him. Okay. Well, um, they keep saying they hit this little green man. The Air Force ends up blowing up the saucer, like I said. Johnny says, the aliens are setting me up. Space aliens are setting me up for murder. And this is when that flash goes through. (laughs) And everybody in the police station runs out, leaving the two suspects. Alone with an open window. Okay. Understand, Johnny sounds like a crazy person. Even though everything... Us as viewers of this movie know that Johnny is telling the truth, right? The thing is, out of context, Johnny sounds like he's insane. Full-on bonkers, right? Aliens are setting me up for murder. Well, he doesn't (laughs) say that. He's Yes, he does. To the police? No, he says it to Jones. Yes, but he sounds like he's a madman. And then they crawl out the window. They crawl out the window because they're still the chief of police's police car. And I'm like, Johnny, you're really racking up the charges, aren't you? <laughs> they don't care. And Joan's like, don't worry. My dad's like the, 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 whatever. My dad's the district attorney, the district attorney, city attorney, city, city attorney. attorney. He's the city attorney. My dad's the city attorney. Don't worry. He'll get me out of this. <laughs> you, on the other hand, he doesn't like you. <laughs> okay. So this movie is fun. It is funny because there is little bits of dialogue that are funny about like this. Anyway, they steal the chief of police's car and he later on, the chief of police is is like, later on, the chief of police is like, you sons of bitches. And and her father has to go, don't worry, I'll take responsibility for this. He goes, you damn well better. (laughs) No, it's, it's you better. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next person says it. And then the next person says it. Yeah, you better. Yeah, you better. (laughs) Um, Johnny and Joan say they have to go and get evidence that they're innocent and they, they steal the chief of police's car the, while they're out there the severed hand crawls into the cop car and they drive off and the hand tries to attack Joan but since Johnny's kind of a shit driver the hand like he, he takes a turn too quickly and the hand like flies off the back of the seat again we see these like needles coming out of the hand of the, the, the alien that's trying to attack them they decide look, hey, we heard all about this guy that has been living with Joe. His name's Art. We need to t- uh, go find Art. Tell him everything that's happened so maybe he can back us up and help us. Okay, so they tell Art everything. They go to Art's house. They tell him everything that's happened. And remember, and- he's got an empty refrigerator at n- right now that he, at the time that he only has like three more things to take out of the He's like, God damn it, why am I doing why this? Why am I doing this? And goes back to bed. He goes back to bed. So they come out, they tell him this whole story, and then he decides, okay, fine, I'm going to I'm gonna call the cops. Because they ask him to call the cops to, so he knows that they're telling the truth. He calls the cops, and the cops say, yeah, we had a couple kids in here that killed your friend. Um, they hit him with a car. And Art's like, okay, okay. Um, the cop goes... The police officer goes, uh, and they're 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 trying to say that it was a little green man. <laughs> they're trying, and they're like, and, and he's like, oh, okay. And Art like hangs up the phone and goes, okay, your story checks out. I believe you. And it's like, wait a second, Art, the hell, man. <laughs> These kids just come in here and say, look, I swear to God, we didn't kill your friend with our car, even though the cops are going to say that we did. It's all a little green man, and like, yeah, their story checks out that they said this to the cops. 
Sure. But you can see that he, the actor did a good job when that phone call was going because he went, he kind of rolled back his head and was like, What's the most likely explanation for this, though? That's the thing. It's that these kids killed his okay, friend. Okay, his, <laughs> his friend called him up talking about aliens. No. His friend called him up saying that, that well, the first time no, it was No, the first the, time it was talking saucer. about a saucer. Then he said, I have to bring back this evidence. It's something I need to keep on ice. Clear so, out the fridge. Clear out the fridge. Now, that implies <laughs> that he found an alien body, that he's wanting to keep it next to the eggs. But it's not like full on. Now, again, who is Art likely going to believe? A couple kids that might have just killed his friend I and his know. drunk friend? Or, But anyway, Art buys this hook, line, and sinker goes to his drawer, picks out a camera with flashes because he's like, I'm going to get evidence of this and then whips out a Walther P-38 and the kids are like, whoa, dude, where did you get that off a Nazi soldier? And he's like, yeah, I got it off a Nazi soldier. So you captured it from him? No, he was already dead, but I took it from a Nazi. And I'm like, okay, because I recognize Walther P-38 because I fired them many times. Anyway, Walther P-38, nine millimeter gun. Um, we end up having the coolest scene in this film where it all adds up in the end. This is actually good script writing. I don't know if you put all the pieces together. Well, at, at this point, they're out at the car looking at the hand ah, that's moving. No, no. Scene okay. before this. There's a scene before this. You see again. I go. I'm gone. Nope. See, there's a scene before this, and it's with the cow, Darlene. Now, we've already established that the cow desires liquor of some sort or another. The cow loves beer. The cow loves getting drunk. Well, after this scene, it turns out that the things that the, the what the aliens are injecting people with, with their needle hands, is they're injecting alcohol into people to like drug them, basically. Formaldehyde. The, no, no. It's just alcohol. Because they said the only reason, the only reason Joe died was because he was already drunk and he basically OD'd on alcohol. Well, keep going okay. with the cow. So the cow smells all the alcohol on these aliens, and it really wants beer, liquor, whatever. So they're, all the aliens are kind of hiding in the brush, and the cow's like, give me that schlitz. And the cow charges the aliens to gore them to death. And gores one of them right in the eye. Right in the eye. This cow Fs up these aliens like and it claws them <laughs> it gets them it gets them back see this is what this is what the all the cattle mutilations in the 60s and 70s are all about it's about the aliens getting one back against this goddamn cow because this cow wrecks those aliens <laughs> darlene i don't know how many aliens literally get killed by this cow i think it must be two or three because this cow rampages on, a, on a liquor rampage yeah yeah there had to have been about eight aliens because there's more aliens get killed by this cow going on a liquor rampage than the than, headlights than the headlights like this cow wants if this is screwed up we'll, we'll you'll understand it at the end of the story this cow wants its hands and it gets now. it because the hands go it. go in injecting injecting into him yep yep <laughs> The aliens keep attacking this cow with their hands, and, and it's it exactly did... what the cow wants. And he just lays down. He just lays down. On the a dead... like... So, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. The... Wow, Darlene. Excuse you. 
um, the cow lays down on one of the corpses, right? Mm-hmm. He just lays down. He's like, okay, I've had my, I've had my fix. Later on, Farmer Larkin comes out and goes, oh, oh, poor cow. These kids gave you beer again, didn't they? I'm going to make sure they pay. <laughs> like, and there's this, it's just stock footage of this farmer, like petting this cow that's laying on the ground. And I'm like, God damn, I love this. This is so good. Just this cow desires nothing but being drunk. It's an alcoholic cow. It needs to go to AA meetings. <laughs> it needs to Did go to see? AA meetings. <clears throat> and, 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 and the aliens, the aliens. What is your problem? This, this cow is a hero. I love this cow. Okay. Okay. Stop. Stop the sound effects. The cow is a hero because the the cow arguably stops the alien invasion through just goring multiple aliens. Uh, but the at this point, you have the kids got Artie, and he goes to take a picture of the hand in the cop car that's been in trapped. the cop car that's trapped, and the hand just evaporates in the camera flash, just poof in a in a puff of logic. So all this lightning would be killing people. Yeah, I guess killing so. them. So so what they it turns out that that they figure out that the aliens cannot stand light. And Jones car has like a spotlight on it because it's an old cop car that's been turned into a convertible, I guess. I have no idea. It has a spotlight on it. It has a bad battery. Um, because she doesn't actually know how to take care of it very well, which is fine. Okay, she figures she knows why how. would I actually, if I was her and you had somebody that, um, your, your yep. thing, she check, even says your, <clears throat> check your, check She doesn't know about checking the, the water level in the battery. I wouldn't have either. Because the battery's going dead. But anyway, they're able to hold off the aliens for a little bit. Art unloads as Walter P-38 on the aliens, and it turns out that getting shot in the head with 9mm rounds does nothing to these things. But a horn for from a, a, a bull does. Well, it was a very angry cow, and it really wanted its slits. And it got it. It got it. It got its vodka instead of slits. Yeah, yeah. it got its Everclear, and it was very happy. It was a very happy cow. Um, So Joan and Johnny survive because the aliens drag Art off into the bushes to have their way with him. And we think that at this point, we think that they kill him. But it's in fact, they just make him drunk. And the U.S., Air Force or whatever the military was had already left the uh, the uh, burned yeah. out saucer. Well, there's nothing left of the saucer. They were just scooping up the dirt, I guess, to like cover it all up. Now, Johnny and Joan. Decide, oh, and that was a funny joke too. Yeah. Because the uh, the one the one of the military guys says to the higher one, "Well, we're a special u- unit that covers up alien." things uh isn't there there could be some more yeah there could be more than just us we don't know because we're it's not like we're everywhere all the time and then when he gets into the jeep at the end he goes yep and there's our news flash tomorrow will be for an air aircraft yeah 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 we'll, we'll just say an air air yeah jet crashed here um, but Johnny and Joan decide they're going to go out to Lover's Lane to get their all their friends together because they now the re- gang the gang they now realize how to kill these aliens, um, and they get all everybody in the car. Some couples don't give a crap, and they're just continually groping each other all the way through this final scene. It doesn't matter. 
they're not driving. That's the car that Johnny has to drive because the couple is still in the back making out. They and they won't stop. Like, okay, that's that's ridiculous. But they drive out to where they think the aliens are congregating. They surround them with their cars and flip on their lights. The aliens all die. They find Art drunk. The end. Art's fine, but he's drunk. Yep. That's the end. And, yes. And at the point of when the um, military pulls out and there's that conversation between where um, Johnny is trying to get the police to come out to, to help um, Artie. There's that conversation that you laughed about heavily between the police officer and Johnny. Oh, you're no, you're, you're not uh, wanted anymore. Cause that's what he says. Well, aren't you going to come out and get me? Cause you're, I'm wanted. No, you're not wanted anymore. Screw off. You're not my problem. And they just cop just hangs up. And, it, well, it wasn't just that. It was uh, I, I. I stole the, the, uh, the the police car. Oh, that was taken care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, we found it. It's all good. Just go home. Yeah, we're tired. Of, we're there's, tired. Of- there's, there's too much crap that's happened tonight, and probably Farmer Larkin is probably like down at the cop station wielding his shotgun and ranting about kids and their rock and roll music. But that's the end. I love this movie. Because it's funny. I don't think it, even if you played it seriously, it's still funny. There are so many funny little bits in it that you could play it totally straight. It's just the ludicrousness of the situation. And Farmer Larkin. That cow is the unsung hero of the goddamn film. So what worked in this movie, honestly, Darlene? What worked? What did you like? I think you've already said everything that... The cow? The cow is hilarious. Farmer Larkin. But seriously, what... I will say one thing that I think actually worked from a cinematic film uh, viewpoint is that there are a couple shots in this movie. There's some camera work in this that is honestly inspired. Like when Farmer Larkin walks into his house, you know, silhouetted by, by lightning. And there's that snap pan over to the kids at the phone. Really well done. The it's alien so cliche in, though. It's cliche, but it's really well done. The alien in silhouette when they first hit the alien in the road, is honestly creepy. It's well done. There's some really well thought through shots in this movie. And there's some really bad ones though. But I'm saying like some of it is is seemingly inspired. I actually even will go so far as to say that the alien design is interesting. And the car that was going down the road wasn't the cars that they were using. Sure. That you go, day for night shot. Yeah. And I was just I was just about to say wrong car. Oh. <laughs> Is there anything else you feel works that you you like went, oh, I, I, this movie is good because of X, Y, or Z? I think you said everything. Did, what didn't work in this? The military people. Military were they were completely, uh, they were meaningless to the plot, honestly. They, they were meaningless to the plot, and it just... Um... But if you took out the military, it would be down to like 50 minutes. All it should have had was... The cover, you know, them covering it up. Right at the end. Yeah, just suddenly there's like lights on where the saucer landed again. And and the kids go out there and it's just like the U.S. Air Force with bulldozers going, huh, uh, you kids should leave. We had a we had a jet crash here. And all the kids know that there's something. No, that's where the saucer landed. It's just the U.S. Air Force covering it up. That, that would have been effective. But I mean, again, 
you knock all that stuff out and it it sounded like maybe 50 minutes like if, even though the air force i agree completely pointless to the plot um i think most of the acting was not that good in the movie i do like our well two that's leads. what i was saying the the military the people that did the acting for the military were horrible i think our two leads who both died young but the per- people who played Johnny and Joan, uh, Stephen Terrell and Gloria Castillo, I think they were both good. I think they actually did pretty well, but everybody else, except for maybe Far- Farmer Larkin and the stock footage of the cow, like those two were good too, but everybody else was fairly forgettable or bad. The, the whole conversation that the kids have, and you said that was in front of the... Uh... Oh, cop shop cop shop sounded so like they were reading yeah the script overall for the dialogue is not that good and it's a little confused because johnny proposes to joan in the beginning of this film like wedding ring and all at and lover's then- lane surrounded by other people having sex very romantic um but later on in the film she says it's my wedding night yeah i don't i don't want this but to then at the end of it she talks about i can't get married in this dress looking like this and one of the girls says you can have my dress that i'm wearing right now will change like they were gonna get you can be my maid of honor like they were gonna they were at the time that they hit they were going to get married i I don't know but who would marry them in some kind of small town like that okay with your your dad being the uh, the this the city with your your father being the city they could elope to las vegas it's 1957 they're in california they could go to reno if they're up no they're in hick town hicksville california but they're in california somewhere darling and they're in like the middle of nowhere california so they're they're either closer to reno or they can go through death valley and go to vegas it it's still i'm like yeah they can elope to, to Nevada. And I couldn't even believe that they, she thought that she could, she was like, you, do you know who my dad is? Yeah. And they're like, and I'm yeah, like, I already called him. He's on his I'm way. Like, you would have, as the daughter you know of something is? is, you would have known that the police knew your father. Do you know who my father is? Yes, I do, honey. He's on his way. <laughs> You're under arrest. <laughs> yeah oh lord i okay so do we recommend this movie like i i have to just on the comedy of the cow i i love this movie but i love it because it's the the silliness of it rather than the and see when i said you could do this like a serious movie change this the soundtrack and all that and it is a serious movie but i would still think this movie is funny because of the situations that are in it, like with the cow, Farmer Larkin, all the makeup. And it points. goes through your head of of the aliens trying to get back at cows, and that's why yeah, you yeah. got cattle mutilations. Mutilations, because that damn cow, it wrecked us. It defeated our invasion of Earth because it wanted its Schlitz malt liquor. Um, but it does. They don't know it's the their doggone veins that carry alcohol. Yeah, they figured make, it out at the end. The the aliens did. No, no, no. I'm saying the teens figured it out. Well, 
The chains did, but the aliens they don't. Kept, they should have just captured one of those aliens. So you need us. Uh, uh, the the you need to write the. You need to do the invasion of the soft Superman two with the yeah. cow mutilations and yeah yeah the anti cow <clears throat> league the anti cattle league. Um, yeah, I recommend this movie. I had a lot of fun watching it. There, like I said, there are some scenes, there are some shots in this that are honestly very well done. Are the aliens goofy looking though when they're in in full light? Yep. Are they defeated by light from headlights? Yes. yes. And that's dumb. And this is why it's comedy. Okay. It's there is dumb. no way that you could be in space without getting the fuck burned out of you. Language. Excuse me. Not again. No, 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 no. Because they could have developed in caves. Like they could have been an underground people. They have really large eyes. And that in general, like direct sunlight of sorts. Or, or a bright light really does harm them. It is possible. I'm and not saying be in a to, space suit to be on this planet. It is at night. Like I, I'm not saying that I'm not defending this movie. I'm just saying I would not go to another planet. Yeah. Land there. Yeah. And be bare. Well, sure. But I'm saying what I'm saying is invasion of the saucer people here. Invasion of the saucer people. Saucer men makes more sense than Shyamalan signs. Oh God. Because in signs, they invade a planet that is 71% water. And that's what will kill them. It's in the air. People can spit on them and kill them. Whereas at least these aliens, like they're like, okay, it's nighttime. As long as we're back in the saucer before daybreak, we're perfectly okay. It's not like, yeah, humans with headlights can kill them, sure. But it's not like water in the air is killing them. Yeah, them running through the doggone cornfield would have killed them at night. With all the dew. I know, I, Signs is, God, God, that would be. But anyway, Invasion of the Saucermen makes more sense than that, which is saying something. But um, yes, we both recommend it. Uh, any final thoughts on this movie, Darlene? The movie poster is great. That's my final thought. The love, cow is great. The cow is great, even though it's it's stock footage or a stuffed head of a cow poking into into kids' cars. Uh, just keep this one in mind when you run it. Yeah, it, it's good. So and you can laugh with us. We'll we'll talk to you folks later. I'm Aaron. I'm Darlene. Good evening. And keep watching the skies. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Thanks for listening to this episode of This Week in Geek. Hungry for more? Check out our website at thisweekingeek.net. You can subscribe to the podcast, browse our Twitter and Instagram, and leave your thoughts on today's topics. If you'd like to give us some feedback, send us an email at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. Tune in next time, and remember, lower your shields and surrender your listenership. We would be honored if you would join us. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.